Yeah, I imagine they would, but the thing is, you know, people who get those tattoos never actually experience that side because they don't go anywhere where they're going to be challenged. You know, they, they, they stay in the, in, the, in the vicinity. Get the tattoo in the middle of the country. Yeah. Well, there's a, a friend of mine said in some areas, I don't know how true this is, some places he went to in Japan, they wouldn't let you in if you had showing tattoos. Yeah. So he said that he had my challenge in Japan. Yeah, so yeah. you can get in to certain bars and stuff. Which I appreciate some art form of tattoos, but I think it should be some sort of like. It's kind of, it should, it should, you shouldn't be able to get those kind of tattoos without being legit. I think it would have been good. In Australia, you know, 30 years ago, I think people would have a lot of trouble getting jobs if they had physical tattoos. Yeah. Because it suggests that, you know, socioeconomic yeah. 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 Yeah.
you don't think there'll be a better quarterback until he's gone? Nothing happens for one reason. 
I live by that rule. Nothing for one reason. It has to be a combination of a few. Except for love. Man, but this is the best team. So I love the only best team. And 10 years later, he was talking about the draft night. I mean, like, the last 499 draft night. And he broke down the kids just thinking about how he felt like. Everybody seems to be like, you know, like, 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 like,
going on in Melbourne? Uh, what happened? What's the last one? Can you do later? Tomorrow? Did you try to implement for tomorrow? Yeah, always try to always try to go for what's available. You try to book them in for another day, tomorrow.
they did a, a racism report and it came out that there was systemic racism in the club. Yeah. And um, his media releases were so horrible about it and he tried to act like it wasn't that big a deal. It was a good thing. So yeah. the players actually apologized before he did. Wow. He, he quit this week. It was all this week. He resigned. Oh, this happened this week. Yeah. Eddie Maguire. Yeah. Really? He sold the magpies. I'm not sold them, but he stepped down as the owner of the club. Yes, CEO or president yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Oh, he's still involved with the organization though. Well, he resigned this week. Oh, okay. And, and wow. Um, but he's been there forever. Yeah. 22 years, I think. Some racists do turn around and become non-racist. How does that whole process work? Have you experienced that? Somebody who was like racist here, like, hey buddy, you the next day. Or like, um, Say that again? That's like some guy who's just racist to you and then one day he just changed. Like, okay. Some people get around other other races and realize that all the stuff they thought about it wasn't true. Mm. You know what's crazy though? So I saw this video of this like um this grandma, she has dementia, so she's got a caregiver and she was a caregiver black. Oh yeah, I saw that one. And she, she was, was black. And she was spitting on the caregiver and just like because you know she was black and stuff. But everyone in the comments was just like, yeah that was me, I beat her ass like you know, I didn't care if you got to make sure all the spit on me and get it. That's. Like how do you like how do you have dementia and you still like racist? Like if you have to be racist. Yeah, you didn't forget to hate somebody. Right? Yeah, you didn't forget like you forget everything else. You literally like forgetting all your memories, but somehow you remember oh I need this type of thing. Well, it's a short-term memory loss thing with uh, dementia first. So also, I, know this is a I think they're I think they both deteriorate everything over a period of time, but for some reason they seem to have the short-term memory loss first. Yeah. That's what they lose. Yeah. Wow. She didn't forget that she didn't that she was racist. That's funny. <laughs> to hate 
somebody because of something that happened in history. You can't hate a whole race of people because of that, you know. I think it was important to learn that there was a lot of whites that weren't racist, that did die to defend people of color. And I had a lot of I had a lot of white friends that were you know uh, sort of and, and supporting of that movement as well. So it sort of it got me out of that. I had a better understanding. So with that, yeah, I wasn't. Not. Did anybody punch me in the face for being racist? Yeah. No, I didn't go around starting shit because I was racist. I was hard on my teachers though. Like all my reports would be on like really um, controversial figures. So like we had to do, for instance, we had to do a report on current affairs. Yeah. And basically the teachers wanted us to look up a news article or watch the news and write about it and report it as if we were in the news. And so I would choose people that I knew they wouldn't like. So I would choose Malcolm X or Louis Farrakhan. <laughs> and they always, it worked like a charm. They couldn't handle it. Here I am a sixth grader and these teachers are being worked up by the fact that I'm doing my report on Louis Farrakhan. And I'm like, it's a news article. Like, he was in the news. You asked me to look up the news. That's what I did. Yeah. And then we get so upset. I remember one time I got into it with one of the teachers um, because I was wearing a Star of David and she was Jewish. And she was like, you can't wear a Star of David and all of this crap. I said, yeah, I said, okay, well, let me, let me, let me school you on your history about the original Hebrews, because the letter J didn't even exist for the, in, in that period of time. Oh, man, she was pissed. On top of that, I refused to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag as well, so that was like, Bruce, get out of my class. You don't want to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Get out of my class. Already in fifth grade. I was already doing that shit in fifth grade, bro. But the thing was, I told her, I said, listen, I'm standing just like the rest of the class. The only thing I'm not doing is putting my right hand on my heart, and I'm not saying the fucking words. I'm still standing just like the rest of the class. Out of respect. So you kicking me out of class is retarded. You're just making matters worse. You're making you're making my point clear. 100%. Because I should have the freedom to not say the pledge of allegiance to the flag just like I should have the freedom to say it. She didn't want to hear that shit. Then she called my mom, expecting my mom to get upset about it. I was like, do you think, as mean as my mother is, that I would do something that I think she's not going to approve of? She will kill me. Then I had another teacher, I did a report on slavery. So I wanted to tell the other aspect of it. This lady interrupted me. She goes, I just want to interrupt Bruce really quickly and explain to the class that, you know, slavery was really bad, but what happened to the Jews 
was far times worse. Oh no. She shouldn't have said that. I call her a lying bitch. <laughs> I said, you a lying bitch. I said, don't oh sit my God, and tell these kids these lies. Was this only fifth grade still? Well, this, this time, but when that speech came along, I was in 10th grade. Well, no, 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 I might have been in, I, I think I was in like 12th grade when that speech came. Oh, I called her worse. I called her a old ghost. I called her all kind of shit. Because she was just racist and disrespectful. I'm like, you're not going to disrespect black people like that. And, let, and I'm not going to see her and let you lie to the class. So this is this when you were going to Hollywood. No, 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 it was Fairfax. Man, I had some, man. I had some horrible experiences with these teachers, man. Bro, this is Fairfax teachers. Sounds like they did with you too. Yeah. Well, I mean, the teachers that weren't racist, they didn't have problems with me. They were always supportive. As a matter of fact, speaking of when I was a racist, I was going to I was I was going to this school in Beverly Hills and it was racist as fuck which sort of fired me and that really fired that racism up in me. We had this one this um so my math teacher she failed me in my math class. And my mom was like, well, she had a friend who was in, who had a daughter who was in that class who passed in class, but the girl was never there. Like she was always being taken out of class and all that. So my mom was like, either you the dumbest motherfucker ever, or something is fishy because how did she pass and you miss? She's never in class and you don't miss any class. The problem was I had been moving around from school to school. So whatever class, whatever the class was learning, I was always behind because I would be coming from another school. So my mom asked to see the record books. The lady wouldn't show her the records. Finally, my mom went to the principal and she was forced to show the lady the record books. She was, the, the lady was forced to show my mom the book. And why wouldn't she? Because she was she was failing me because she didn't like black people. I wasn't doing great in the class, but the white kids that weren't doing great in the class were still passing. All of them, which was, I was like one of two black kids in the whole in the whole grade. They, they were the ones that were failing. And when my mom figured that out, she called a big old conference, right? So there was this one mean-ass teacher, this reading teacher. Everybody's like, she is the meanest teacher in the whole school. She somehow found out what was going on, I guess because it became, my mom was raising hell, right? She somehow found out what was going on and came to my defense. She knew my history. She knew I had been moving around from school to school. So she saw my struggle from me starting there to where I, I had ended up. And she says, and she knew that teacher as well. She knew what she was like. So she told the principal the whole fucking story and they had to change my grade to pass me. She was supposed to, here she is, supposed to be this mean teacher who everybody hates. But she came to my defense and I, I'll never forget her for that. The thing about the mean teacher who was there always like, I remember that this, she was, everybody hated her. Yeah, man. 
Oh yeah, I had the same teacher in high school. She was like, everybody thought she was me, but I got lost with her because I never did anything. <laughs> Just knew the rules. Yeah. Follow the rules, you don't get a high. Okay, deal. <laughs> And I also had to wonder, because I thought all those white people was racist. They were always trying to kick me out of the school. They would pick on me. You know, I would fight back. Like, you know, they, they were picking on me. I'm like, okay, you want to fight? Let's fight. They're like, you can't hit people in the, in, you know. I'm like, well, they're hitting me. So what's the deal? How can they can hit me and I can't hit them back? They're like, well, you go tell the principal. I was like, no, no, no. They put their hands on me and they get fucked up. Period. But when I would do reports, I always did my reports on black people. And she was the only teacher I should have noticed that. But she always, not the only teacher, one of the only teachers that was always super supportive about it. Like, gosh, she's doing this, you know, this, she make a big deal out of my report. And I'm like, why she make such a big deal out of what I'm doing, you know? But now in retrospect, I understand. Because she was around a bunch of racists. Yeah. And working at this school where, where all these people were racist and she wasn't. Mm. That's probably why she was so goddamn mean. Mm. <laughs> she was angry. Yeah, working in those kinds of things. So Mook, you got a friend that's like that? Sometimes I go to tell him, I'm like, bro, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Like, baller, you know, when you picture like Arab, super rich, yeah, these guys in 
but no one knows that it's a setup. Yeah. We just think they're because they're in the front row. We're like, oh, these guys must be crazy rich. Yeah. But during the show, they stand up and they shoot them on stage, so everybody's bugging the fuck out. Like, what the fuck? They just shot Prince. But it's a part of the show. Oh man, it was amazing, dude. That was like, wow. That was my first experience at a Prince show, and I was like, I was blown away, man. Oh really? Yeah, he's good. Man. Did you know that Prince doesn't own the song? Did you know that Prince didn't own the song Purple Rain? Did he? He didn't own it. No, he didn't. He ended up, he, 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 yeah, he ended up getting all his stuff back, but he didn't own Purple Rain. That's what stemmed his whole movement. When he realized, wait a minute, I don't own the song? He was like, they were like, no, you don't own it. That, uh, that was after a little, yeah, it was a little ways after. When he realized what was going on, he started changing his whole, his whole game plan. So the song 1999, he had to re-record it and do another version so that he could own it. You see, the thing for me, every time an artist like gets one of the music it's a one-time thing. They make adjustments. They make adjustments. They just pay you so you can't do it again. Did he do a great version here? No, what did he do? So he had, he had a signed deal. And um, he had to release one more album. So he, he made like this visual album or whatever. And it's literally him just building a laptop. And he put it out. And then like a week later when that dropped, he went to Apple Music with the actual album that he made, the one that he was happy with, the one he put out, signed a $20 million deal with Apple. And because he already met his previous previous conditions, he was out of it. So he, he got their money, the five million that they like the money that they made when he first started, he got the extra twenty million from Apple Music. Just to have his uh, album on there exclusive like month. Wow. So now he's independent, but then after that, everyone is just like, they're just like, he got us. Like this album is two times cracking now. People are selling vinyl. The land's big, but the house is fine. Yeah, they'll make adjustments. Now, you, you know what's crazy is there's a, um, you know Sony just bought a few uh, streaming, so when you're an independent artist, to get on streaming sites, you have to go via another vehicle, so there's like sites, let, like let's say TuneCore, a place called TuneCore, you sign up to TuneCore, you, you upload your song, and they get you on all the streaming sites, well there's one called, a smaller one, not, not that, I forget what it's called, it starts with an A, I think, or Anvil, or something, something like that. Well, Sony is now buying up those streaming platforms. Yeah. So now, inadvertently, you signing up Sony for the parties. 
Is it Cerny Cornfield or I'm not sure about that, but I think it's a worldwide thing. They, they've got a bunch of tactics where it's like every every situation they end up winning. Like you could do a bunch of stuff, but they always end up winning on the end. Yeah, yeah. Person that I know that finessed their record label, and it wasn't really finessed, it was just like the guys wanted to sign it so bad. The, the A and R, who, who, who got it, he was like, This is my big break, if I get this person signed, you know, like, I'm, I'm up there. But he ended up like, he ended up like, 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 so after he got signed to the label, the label ended up firing the A&R because I was like, yo, you're an idiot. Like, this guy's, like, we don't have any leeway with this guy. I mean, the normal solution to that is to make it so that the artist has the right to buy back their masters. Or give it back to them after a certain amount of time. Like when I had my deal with Columbia and Sony, it was set up till I don't know what the, I can't remember how long it was, but they just gave me the masters back after a certain period of time. Yeah, it was it was something that we worked out in the contract where after a certain amount of time, I gave my masters back. <laughs> It was long. It was so long. I tell you what, I forgot about it. And and the producer of that uh, that material came to me one day. He was like, "Oh, I need you to come by because uh, your masters came back." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, you, you own your masters. You gave me these huge fucking uh, the old school tape. He paid me two of those. He's like, "Yeah, that's all yours." It's like, "Fuck, okay." Yeah. I gave it to my old boss to hold for me. I was so young and crazy. I was like, I'll end up losing these or getting mad and throwing them away or some crazy shit. I haven't done anything with him. I have to get him from LA. I have to call her up and get him. They weren't, to me, they weren't really worth nothing. But now I can use them to sell like. Cause it's like, you know, I got horror sections, guitar sections, like I could literally sell those out for uh, sampling and all that shit. So you know how I was telling you Leroy's Yeah. So, after the song with Justin Bieber leaked, that's when they were like, we gotta do something about this, you know? Right. Because, you know, that, that's, a, that's like a golden ticket. The song with Justin Bieber, like, that's what you want. You know how the songs are leaking, bro. No, 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 so, they, you know how the songs are leaking, it's just like, who, who is it coming from? 
you know? I still feel like if the DLC had been 
I don't know how much he had to do with it, but I, I feel like if he didn't have a lot to do with it, he should have. But it was a great album. Hey, I love it. Oh yeah, you gotta hear that. Yeah. You know why you gotta hear it? Because it's the reason why. So like nowadays when you hear people saying certain things on songs, it's like they they created that lane. Like they made it so that okay, you can do this. They took all the fire. You. They took, you know, being banned from radio and all of that stuff. So that artist now can just say crazy shit. And the irony of it is like, they don't even say cra it's, it's crazy shit as those guys used to say. You know what I mean? Like, they say, you know, I did these drugs, but it's like, it ain't really, it ain't no political statements in there. Oh, really? Really? I know, they're both from 
don't listen to his earlier stuff though. Before he you can see how he changed when he went away.